And he did just that. A little over 2,000 years ago, the Lord Jesus Christ came to this earth and died for you, died for me, died for all those who are sinners on this earth, which is every one of us that was born after Adam. Good morning. Thank you for stopping by. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the middle west of the divided states of America to the republic for which they stand. Two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And I honestly do not see how we keep it together, folks, with the way our government's basically warring against its own citizens right now. Uh, never thought I'd see this in our lifetime, but you have them thumbing their nose at the First Amendment, thumbing their nose at due process, thumbing their nose at uh, the 14th, you know, half the amendments in the Constitution, basically... Um, you know, after 9-11, I think the Patriot Act took care of some of it, but was unconstitutional. But you've got judges that won't stand up to it. False elections that, that uh, pick people instead of electing people. Things that really I would have never thought I would have seen in, in our lifetime. But, you can smile this morning. Do you know why? Because if you put your faith and hope in Jesus Christ and not men and not earthly governments and not earthly things, then you have something to look forward to. No matter how dark it gets here, no matter how bad our government is, no matter how much they circumvent the will of the people no matter how much how many people they put in the gulag in washington no matter how many people they disenfranchise by saying they're not going to disenfranchise anybody by letting everybody and their brother vote anybody who is over the age of 10 can put a ballot in the hat and vote for stuff when they have no interest in it whatsoever we've gotten pretty far away from the founding of this country and what it really meant uh, when those guys put things together. Now, they weren't perfect either. Again, back then, there was there were things like slavery around, which was not good, not right. Um, but I would say, if you go back to God's system, uh, to give people the free will choice to do that, to put themselves under the, the authority of someone else, to be taken care of, um, is really would not have been any different than the way it is today when people put put themselves under the authority of the government to get taken care of. And then you've got a small group of people taking care of them instead of just one. You know, when you look at the, the biblical model of slavery, if you will, of what that was, people could do that to take care of themselves and their families. And if they were treated well, if they weren't treated right, they could leave that service at some point um, but if they were treated well and they wanted to stay in the service of their master then they could thus having freedom of choice uh, in that matter but I digress we have hope and something more and something more perfect and the more I walk in this life the more I realize 
that the darker it gets in reality on this earth, the brighter Christ's light's going to shine when he comes back. The brighter it's going to be when people are revealed the truth. You know, when somebody's walking around in a pitch black room and you flood it with a, you know, 10 million lumen light, blinding light like the sun, brighter than the sun, in fact, um, it's going to be a pretty crazy transition for those who are walking around in the dark. And they're not going to be able to withstand that light that comes into the picture. And that's the contrast we're talking about, folks. The You can see the sheer darkness of the things that our government's doing, the things that governments all over the world are doing to its people, the things that um, are transpiring, the money that our federal government spends that is not constitutional, in my opinion. Of course, they left that, that road a long time ago, back in the early... Uh, 20th century when the income tax even came into being and they got rid of uh, well the 17th amendment that's should have never happened but we here at it's a religion start with the word of God we look at that as our absolute truth it's not the constitution of the United States it's not um any document of this earth outside the Bible. You know, there are two ways to walk through this earth. There's trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ of the Bible, and there's everything else. Um, you know, and we call it what it is. Mohammedism is a religion, I believe, spawned by demons. Um, Buddhism, Shintoism, all these other religions uh, are man-made. And they had people who died. Jesus is alive. <sighs> Evolution is a religion. It's not a scientific theory. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Millions of years in a bowl of soup. Don't let them kid you. That's what it is. Millions of years in a bowl of soup. If you can believe in that, you got a lot more faith than I do. Because I'm putting my trust in eyewitnesses who were there when the earth was created. A couple named Adam and Eve. People like Abraham who were around way back in the day. Who wrote down their sons and their sons' sons for our benefit. So that we might know the truth of God. So with that in mind... We have been reading through the Bible. We started with Genesis 1, where God created the heavens and the earth in the beginning. And we are up to Exodus chapter 5. Exodus is the second book of the Bible, and it speaks about the nation of Israel, the people group from Israel's loins that was spawned from uh, a guy named Jacob who was third in line from Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, who God renamed Israel and chose them to uh, carry the torch of God, carry the faith of the one true God forward to a point where he himself would come through that line to bring salvation to everyone on this planet. So, 
Exodus chapter 5. After this presentation to Israel's leaders, Moses and Aaron went to and spoke to Pharaoh. They told him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go so they may hold a festival in my honor to the wilderness. Is that so? retorted Pharaoh. And who is the Lord? Why should I listen to him and let Israel go? I don't know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. But Aaron and Moses persisted. The God of the Hebrews has met with us, and they declared, So let us take a three-day journey to the wilderness so we can offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. If we don't, he will kill us with a plague or with a sword. Pharaoh replied, See, back then, people were afraid of gods. They didn't know the character of God being a loving God. And they walked around in fear of all these man-made gods. Pharaoh replied, Moses and Aaron, why are you distracting the people from their task? Get back to work. Look, there are many of your people in the land, and you are stopping them from their work. That same day, Pharaoh sent this order to the Egyptian slave drivers and the Israelite foreman. Do not supply any more straw for making bricks. Make the people get it themselves. But still require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They're lazy. That is why they are crying out, let us go and offer sacrifices to our God. I wonder who was getting them the straw. Load them down with more work. Make them sweat. That will teach them to listen to lies. So the slave drivers and foremen went out and told the people, this is what Pharaoh says, I will not provide any more straw for you. Go and get it yourselves. Find it wherever you can, but you must produce just as many bricks as before. So the people scattered throughout the land of Egypt in search of stubble to use as straw. Meanwhile, the Egyptian slave drivers continued to push hard. Beat your daily quota of bricks just as you did when we provided you with straw, they demanded. And they whipped the Israelite foreman. They had put in charge of the work crews. Why haven't you met your quotas either yesterday or today, they demanded. So the Israelite foreman went to Pharaoh and pleaded with him, Please don't treat your servants like this, they begged. When we are given no straw, but the slave drivers still demand make bricks. We are being beaten, but it isn't our fault. Your own people are to blame. But Pharaoh shouted, You're, you're just lazy. Lazy, that's why you're saying let us go and offer sacrifices to the Lord. Get back to work. No straw will be given to you, but you must still produce the full quota of bricks. The Israelite foremen could see that they were in serious trouble when they were told, you must not reduce the number of bricks each day. As they left Pharaoh's court, they confronted Moses and Aaron, who were waiting outside with them. The foreman said to them, may the Lord judge and punish you for making a stink before Pharaoh and his officials. You have put a sword into their hands, an excuse to kill us. Then Moses went back to the Lord and protested, why have you brought all this trouble on your own, Lord, on your own people, Lord? Why did you send me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman, spokesman, he has been even more brutal to your people, and you have done nothing to rescue them. It's interesting. With God, sometimes you have to go through a pretty dark place to get to the light on the other side. And here's another example of that. These people thought Moses was going to come, and God was just going to instantly wipe all this away. And yet they're having to go through even more trouble. You know, again, I fast forward to today, before Christ comes back, what kind of trouble are we going to have to go through? It's his plan, not ours, that we have to follow. And we should be very thankful for that.
Lord God Almighty, thank you for this day, the day that you have made. Thank you for your plan, Lord, the way in which you want things to play out. Let us be at peace with that. And please give us peace this day, Lord, to walk in peace and walk in the comfort of your coming someday or that we will be with you and ultimately will be with you no matter what happens on this earth. So we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Just a few more days till Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So I hope you're enjoying the Christmas season and hope that uh, you are blessed. Have a great day. Tell